Happy New Year's Eve, friends, and welcome to Profoundish. I'm your host, Weston, uh, joined in just a moment by Alex, where we are going to have a chill, laid-back, cozy, I'm-in-a-blanket podcast about what we've accomplished this year and what we look forward to in the next. You're listening to Profoundish. Here we are once, once again. again. No. I'm torn no, into right pieces. Something is like that. that. No, it's here I, I am so. once again. Here I am. Is that yeah. what it is? Here that I am. That makes a big difference. And it's just to me, it feels different compared to here I am once again. It's like it's it's much more personal, of course, because it's here I am. But it's um, like here we are once again. It's like <laughs> it's almost more positive. Like we're together in this. We're falling to pieces, but we're gonna make it through. You know. Right. Very, very, um, like leading the charge. Here we are once again. We're falling to pieces. (laughs) I'm going to try to find. You use Instagram more than me, I think. Is there a section that's like your recent likes? Is that a thing on Instagram where I can look at things I've liked recently? Is that a thing? I don't think that's easy to get to anymore. So I don't know the answer. I think, in fact, I think it was taken away. Because you used to be able to, there used to be a feed where you could see what everybody else liked too, and it was really weird and controversial for like a year, and then they got rid of that. Well, shoot, because I was going to read you, yes, discard favorites list. I was going to read you this um, thing, this picture that I saw on Instagram, and I liked it because it's like it's two songs smashed into one, and I just thought it was really good, and I'm never going to be able to find it now. No, what? There might be a way it's just hidden, but what were the songs? Do you remember? Oh, Your Activity, Likes. Hang on, there's a chance. I'm a goddamn genius. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, there it is. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Now they're going to bed, and my stomach is sick, and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest now. (laughs) Oh, that song, I love... I love like there's one that I love of that song where it's which that is funny but there's one where it's uh it just repeats what is it you know okay I'm drawing a blank on the words now I know he's calling a cab or whatever but you know like those song memes where they'd repeat like they'll just repeat one line once the line happens like mom spaghetti that's probably the most iconic right, right? the Eminem mom spaghetti there was one for that, and it's just, and he's calling a cab, and he's calling a cab, and he's calling... I don't think it's that word or that phrase, um, but there's... You know, it's funny. I, in my head, it's so hilarious, and I can't communicate it to you because I can't remember the well, line. I completely <laughs> understand, because if I couldn't find that picture on Instagram, I was going to give up. I, I'm like, I can't explain it to you because I don't remember. <laughs> well, we just passed Christmas, but this is one of my favorite ones I found, too. And I, if I'll find it, I'll send it to you because it just loops the music. And it's, you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. <laughs> that got hilarious. I was thinking of that song just today, and I'm like, it's funny that that song starts with a threat. I know. It's like, you better watch out. I'm like, oh, oh no. In fact, I wonder if you look at those lyrics, if it stays threatening if you use that tone. 
Because he's like, or at least this is weird ominous feeling because he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yeah. You know? Like Hold it's presented very sing song, like children can like sing along to this or whatever. But it's like, you think about it. A guy, like you're being told, you better watch out. He knows where you are. He knows your routines. Like this is just the yeah. story of a stalker. Who will, in Listen. fact, break into your home and leave you little gifts, which is like Listen, right, super freaky. Right now, I've got it pulled up here. We're post-Christmas, everybody. We know it. But this is the, this is going to be a reason why maybe we should consider not celebrating it next year. Ready? <laughs> oh, no. Listen to these. Listen to this message. You better watch out. And you better not cry. You better not pout. And I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and he is checking it twice. I mean, think about this. He is this. He's diligently checking this list. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. It's his hit list. Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. He's coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, and he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good. See, this last one is like the writer telling you, you like the, the writer has experience, right? So be good for goodness' sake, like. I, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I've seen so many innocent people, <laughs> right? Well, like, you, you know what I mean. Like, please, I'm telling you, be good for well, your you know own what, sake. You know, like goodness is just like a stand-in for God, so it's like, please, just be good for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, exactly. please. And it just repeats. You, you better watch out. Better not cry. Yeah, Santa Claus, he's coming to town. But I guess that's why, like, oh, uh, Futurama has that character. It's that robot Santa Claus that like kills people. <laughs> Man, I gotta watch that show. Cause I I actually briefly know what you're talking about because my friend Hayden loves that show and he's talked about that specifically. But yeah, um, I've been told by so many people that I don't. I know that show is like come and gone. I think it's literally come again, like it's back again. Yeah. Um, but I want to get into it because it looks really funny. I mean, it's a it's a good show. It's classic. I I don't know. There's something about it that just hits because it's like. Uh, I think it's by the same people or somebody who worked on like the Simpsons, right? They're like related somehow. Someone that worked on them or yeah. same people or something. So it's got that, a lot of that same vibe, but like sci-fi. It's just sci-fi Simpsons essentially. So I don't know. It's just a really good show. I'm so which uh, which was better. Uh, Futurama was so much better than um, what was the what was it called on Netflix? Unenchanted or something like that. That was like fantasy fantasy Simpsons. I could never get into that yep. show. I just couldn't get into. You know what it. I. I tried it too, and its huge um, marketing push was, "Hey, Simpsons made this. You know, it's right. the first original thing from the main creators of the Simpsons in like so many years." And yeah, I the commercials hooked me because I remember I did watch a few episodes because that's the one that like it's the fantasy one that has like that little like demon bat thing. Yeah, right. And the little elf. It's called like, Elfo. Yeah, they really just, they really thought hard about his name. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely wasn't, wasn't sold on it. But at the same time, though, no one's really sold on The Simpsons now anymore either, and it's still going. Well, that's because they've so. produced 400 seasons or whatever. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I I bet you if we looked, if we like went through the history of the writers, I bet you there's almost no original writers at this point on that show. Yeah, I have no idea. On the, on the back end, on the writing side and, and entertainment, no, I... I'm by no means a writer or know the industry like that, but from anything I've heard and listened to podcasts on and where celebrities and writers are on there, it, there's a lot of like moving around in that industry. 
So, like, you know, you'll get your start on a show, then you go somewhere else. You know, it's just everybody, and, like, sometimes, like, different shows will trade writers, especially if it's under the same network, you know, sure. like, more traditionally speaking. So, the people are all over the place, and I just bet, since it's been, what, like, 30 years or more since The Simpsons actually, like, started, I doubt. That doesn't help, right? It also doesn't help that, like you said, it's been going on for, <laughs> like, 400-plus episodes. It's like, what else can you really do other than just parody because this of course because the, the thing about the simpsons i've seen some recent episodes and it seems to do a lot of heavier from what i've seen i could be wrong on all of it but on more recent years it's more heavy parody on current events now it's always done it to a degree but it's also just had its own just um uh a satirical family show vibe that was original to the simpsons like that's kind of what it started as was the anti-family show that was the whole kind of idea and then but now from what i've seen because like that same friend i just mentioned a second ago hello hayden he still uh (laughs) watches it and i and it's okay but now it just feels like they're trying to do more of like the family guy approach where it's just almost all world events or america or just like pop culture parody it's a different style you know what i mean well, it's like, uh, well, for starters, Family Guy just got so big that, like, you know, you, I think people just try to imitate what's blowing up to try to get a piece of that yeah. pie. But, like, a lot of the, or, like, Simpsons original, like, storylines or whatever might just be dried up because they've been around for so long that you'd have to, you know, you'd have to start, like, an original storyline and and hope that that, like, goes well. Or you can just have a show that focuses on current events and just parody that. And basically the content makes itself for you. Cause you're just, you know, based on yeah. current events. I mean, you, it's like the kind of like the South park approach a little bit. Of course their turnaround time on episodes is so crazy fast, but like yeah, also really. like a, adult animation, adult cartoons like that are, uh, I don't know. Like it, it's a different landscape than it was when the Simpsons first started. There wasn't anything like that when the Simpsons started now there's lots of shows like that that they're competing with. That is true. Um, have did you see? I've got like the I don't know why, but I have a pretty. I guess it's not a stronger version to it, but like I'm not a fan of Big Mouth. Remember that show? Oh, a couple years old. Now. Don't even get me started on that trash show. I'm Wait, pretty are sure we on the, the same writer... page. Yeah, I hate. Big okay, Mouth. this is great. Okay. <laughs> I think it's been written so, by pedophiles. Anyway. Oh my god! Okay, you're, no, 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 no. We could leave it at that if you want, but you're speaking my language. I hate that oh show. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I gave it a shot, and I never gave it another. Well, I did give it a couple shots, and then I, meaning just a few episodes in a row, I'm like no, no. I I completely agree with your statement. <laughs> I will hate watch things like I told you that Unenchanted or just Disenchanted. I said I couldn't get into it, but I did watch two seasons of it. I like I'll watch things I don't like and I'll hate watch them. I right. watched like <laughs> two or three seasons of Big Mouth. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. It's just so it's just bad. Like I like I anyone. I'm not one of those people that says it's bad, but I only watched two episodes. No, I watched seasons of that show. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it stays bad. OK, well, now I know because um, my. I thought the same thing, but listen, <laughs> we're ten minutes in or eleven minutes in West, and we should uh, we should talk about what today is. And uh, it's well, New actually Year's is today Eve. the ex- is is it New Year's Eve today? It's New Year's Eve today because we release oh on Sundays, and that's the third. It's yeah. the thirty first. 
Can you believe this? That no. 2023 is just, that's it. It's gone. <laughs> 20, 2023 is just gone. It's a, uh, really? It goes so fast. Yeah, you know, the older we get, uh, sorry, I know. Get the crick out of my back. Uh, the older we get, you had to get, hike up your faster. pants and sit yeah, down. Yeah. That's right. Hike up my pants. <laughs> oh, it's going to sit down. Hold on, really quick. I always wondered, you know, you notice that, like, <laughs> you see the old timers do it. They'll, when they sit down, they, they pull their pants up at their knees a little bit. <clears throat> I don't know, to give them more crotch room in the pants, well, because the pantal area. Well, when you hike up sit. your pants at your knees, it's because, like, you can't bend your knees, like, as easily. So that resistance that you're, like, jeans or whatever are like pushing against your knees like you can't get squatted down so you have to move your pants i get it but then your ankles are just exposed to the elements no 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 when you get older you wear those compression like shin high socks oh oh, that's true so you're not exposed you're wearing the tall socks (laughs) trust me i know all about this they're not compression (laughs) socks but long socks and hiking up the knees that's what i'm about baby are you do are you already a pant hiker I mean, it just depends on the jeans, actually. So I've got some jeans okay. that are tighter around the knees and some that aren't. So it actually just depends on which jean I'm wearing. So it's more to do with the jean oh. than actually me being a pant hiker. But I've right, done right. it. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe 2024 is the year for you to um, go full force on the pant hiking. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. It might be. It, it might be. I fully embrace my aged self in 2024 (laughs) it's so true though like and i know like it was different when we were 20 or 10 or 15 whatever age we used to be at one point when somebody a little bit even just 10 15 years older than us would say you know time flies it's like just enjoy your time because it the older you get the faster it goes but the older i get the truer it gets you know and it's so i know none of this is new territory i can only imagine how many people have actually said what we're talking about here but it's true it just it's gone like i remember i felt like our new year's episode last year like wasn't that long ago maybe a handful of months <laughs> but it was a year it's wild yeah i don't know it's it's like um the older you get the more things you experience the fewer things are like new to you i guess so like whether or not you're living right. in a routine or not they i just like there are fewer new things to slow down your perception of time. When you're a kid, everything's new. So everything is like crazy important to you. So you're, you're just hitting memory after memory after memory, like even to the point where every single day is a brand new world to you that you just don't understand. And you're experiencing for the first time. Then you're like 30 and you're like, yep, I've seen this before. (laughs) (laughs) I know. This is just another day. And you see, um, and that makes so much sense as to why, even if we don't know it, but subconsciously, we're always kind of trying to like, not everybody, but a lot of people want to find new hobbies and you can, and it's never too, like you're never too old to do so. You know, people find hobbies in their 60s, 70s, you know, and sometimes your hobbies change with your age, but it keeps life interesting. And that does make sense. It puts you more in the moment because these are new experiences you're having again. Like, I feel Um, like that's an excellent point because I feel like you and I would think that our lives had gone even faster than they already have, like this year, if we didn't do all that hobby crap. 
Like we both work jobs, yeah. but then we do all that extra stuff. You released an album. You you know you've done all this extra yep. stuff, right? That keeps you busy. I do my stuff. Or if we just if we were the type of person, and there's nothing wrong with this type of person, that like you clock in at your day job, you come home, you clock out, maybe you play some games, maybe you watch the football game, whatever, eat some dinner, go to bed, right? If you're someone who didn't have those extra hobbies other than just like watching the game, I feel like time would fly even faster. Oh yeah. Like, well, I, yeah, exactly. Like you said, I'm, I'm just processing it. Nothing is wrong with that because obviously some people are into it. And for a while, I think I've even admitted this on the podcast. I used to not understand. Like, that just sounds like, like, why? But it makes sense. Everyone does their lives differently and they do what they want to do. But I'm sure even, I wonder, like, let, let's put ourselves in those shoes for a second, right? Just for fun. Yeah. I wonder if there are things, let, let me go to a side note here, but it's about that. I was talking to um, Steph, and I remember for a while we were talking about kind of breaking kind of routines, and she she would tell me, she said, you know, every night around 8 or 9 o'clock, I'd sit down, like, I'd, I'd eat dinner, watch a show, but then I'd keep falling asleep super early. Like, you know, she falls yeah. asleep at like 8 o'clock, like on the couch. And and I was sitting there talking around and going, okay, I wonder if you want to break that habit, like maybe it's as simple as... Well, for, obviously, you could just completely change that habit. Maybe don't watch a TV show at that time. Go do something different. Or I wonder, like, if it'd be different, even if you, like, just went to a different couch, you know, like, or sat somewhere different, watched TV in a different room, or, you know, that's a small change, but those changes can make a difference. And I, I think it made a little bit of a difference for her, but people can definitely change their hobbies or do different things, even in those smaller degrees, too. And it's, it's amazing what just a small change in routine can do for your body really especially once you've got that association right like if you're like oh yeah i come home you know i i eat dinner i watch a show i'm on the couch i fall asleep well that's because you've associated your brain and your body have associated i'm on the couch therefore sleep like that happens to me if i go like I'll go lie down in bed to just like hop on my phone and just peruse Twitter or watch a quick YouTube video. Like I'm just stretching out. Like I'm not trying to go to bed. I'm just like, I'm, li- I'm just lying down. I'm just enjoying the show or whatever on my phone or whatever. Just, just having to lie down. I'll fall asleep because I'm in bed. My brain, my body's like, Oh, I guess it's bedtime. It's like, no, I didn't mean to fall asleep. I was just trying to lie down. <laughs> it's and it, the funny thing too, <clears throat> is that it's so easy to fall into habits and we so desperately, like the comfort of our habits and we don't like things to change yet we always complain about how quickly time flies by you know it's like this whole back and forth thing so back to your i guess your initial point though of having those extra things to do definitely makes a difference i was going to ask you since we are at the end of the year i know we didn't really prepare much for this but i but hopefully you can probably think of things at the top of your head are there any things maybe that you accomplished or did this year that you're that you feel like is worth celebrating or talking about, like with your projects or just really anything? It doesn't uh, have to be a project, just life events maybe that you're willing to. The the biggest share. one, honestly, because all of the usual hobby things that I talk about with like the YouTube and uh, the, what this podcast, obviously, and like some of my writing stuff. I pretty low key didn't quite like reach the heights of anything that I particularly wanted to, but it got this year. The thing is this was a year that was very work, like day job work busy. Um, So the biggest accomplishment actually is I took on a second job in the 
mm-hmm. um, online sort of marketing space, which is exciting because that's a different career path that I've been on. And I'm looking forward to seeing that maybe take over more of what I'm doing in the following year. So this has been a year where like a lot of that hobby stuff has kind of taken a bit of a backseat more so than I originally thought it would at the beginning of the year because it was so uh, day job work intensive, actually. So I think, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, well, first, and I've said it numerous times already, but again, here on the pod, congrats to you on that, because that is really, that's a great step. And that that could very well influence your hobby stuff in the future, right? As, assuming you right. continue to go on that path and do more of that, it'll probably give you more avenues and more time, um, which is the, the currency we all crave, right? It'll give you more time to probably do more hobby stuff too and accomplish more goals. So it's kind of like, you could view it as kind of like a, I kind of viewed, for example, for me this year, and maybe you can say the same in a way, it's almost like a slow transition into something else for the next year. You know, right. it, I know on, on my side, if you if you recall, last year I was talking about starting my five-year plan to go freelance um, mm-hmm. full-time. And my goal for this year, <clears throat> and I, I'm not afraid to admit that I didn't quite hit the goal, but I got close. My goal was to get six jobs um freelance, right? Not something that I already had planned, but a freelance job that either came to me or I seeked out. And as of the recording of this, I have one lined up that would make it six, but I don't think it'll be done by the end of the year. So I I got close. So I think that'll be done in the beginning of next year, but I got to five and that feels good. um, To at least right there at the the finish line. So that was right there. Yeah. It wasn't like um, you got halfway there. It wasn't like three. You're like, oh, yeah, that was just about doable. Right. So that feels really good. Um, I was going to say, I know on my side, though, with the hobby stuff, which you and I have similar hobbies, we just do, we make different things out of our, out of our hobby. But I do have two accomplishments that I'm pretty happy for or happy about this year, which would be my number one being my album, like you mentioned, beginning oh, yeah. of the Did year. Did you have an album come um, out or something? That was pretty crazy. I did. And oh, yeah, you know the right. cool thing? Of, yeah, it's called Songs from Sangamon Street. I don't know if you heard of it. You should listen to it sometime. Um, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, YouTube, anywhere you really get music. And if you want a CD, you can email me even, believe it or not, at alexduquettefreelance at gmail.com. And I'll even, uh, we, we can figure out a, a situation with that. So anyway, <clears throat> I did that and that was really cool. And felt, and that was, I felt really rewarding, I guess is the best word to say. We talked about this in depth already on the pod, but yeah, that was a really special thing because it's the first album I ever came out with. And um, on a local scale, I was Facebook famous with that for a day, and that was really cool. I loved that. <laughs> I loved the, I even came to my hometown, which is where Sangamon Street is located, um, and I, and I played and, some people from town came to listen and support. You were there, Weston, and a few other friends were, and that was it. Was just really cool. So that was a huge highlight. And then with the hobby, the other one, big one that I did, and you probably know where this is going too. And it happens to be another plug, <laughs> which is yeah. uh, BGM Quest happening. Um, so my uh, BGM Quest channel, where I do retrospectives on video game soundtracks, that was launched with my Ocarina of Time video. That was really, um exciting too in a different way because it was just this is something that I was working on half the time it was just in my head it wasn't physical work but in but finally like getting it past the like the you know 
what's the word, the, the, the prepping planning stage and actually getting it to paper, getting it to audio, getting it to video then and putting it getting out there it in the world. From pre-production you know. to production. Right, exactly. Having that out feels really good. And the biggest part that feels good about it, honestly, I think at this moment for me, is that process. It's not even that it's out. It's that I did so many things differently from what I usually do. You know, I wrote a script, I recorded the audio, I edited the video in a totally different way than I'm used to editing videos, and I completed all of these things and had a finished product. So, yeah, that felt really good, too. So I think for me, the two, like, project, hobby-related things, those those would be my two, I guess, big... 2023 things so i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with how it ended up going this year i think for the most part yeah i'm looking forward to uh the second album that you're dropping next week for, in 2024 <laughs> <laughs> and then nah. of course your next episode of vgm quest vgm quest is coming as of the recording of this if it's not already out it should just about be out so keep an eye out for that um it's uh the donkey kong country soundtrack uh retrospective so Classic game, amazing soundtrack. Um, if you know, you know. So go check that out, everybody. Donkey Kong Country. I'm working on for the music. Your VGM yeah. quest inspired me. I'm working on my own just because just just to, because I'm a giant copycat. I'm working on my own video game <laughs> video essay right now too. Oh. We're in the we're in the my the pre production stage of my video essay on an old PlayStation One. I want to loosely say classic battle hunter yeah but, um, so i i'm assuming you're seeing this as like a 2024 sort of plan right oh yeah this is a 2024 plan um I, i'm not gonna have it out by the time this episode airs but that's what it's like i'm in the pre-production i'm doing my gameplay research and i'm doing my history research and i've got a lot of what i've got kind of thought up a little bit and then got to script it out and make a thing and We'll see. We'll see what that looks like next That's year. Exciting. Now, you actually did yours. I'm just saying mine's in, a, in the planning stage right well, now. So, Well, no, that's a great transition, though. Um, do you, at, at the top of your head, is there anything you're, you'd like to share maybe for things you want to do in 2024? I know we haven't planned for this whole like conversation, so maybe you would have to think some more. But is there anything at the top of your head that you would like to do? I do. I have got a few plans for 2024. The The big thing is I need to figure out how they fit into uh, the stuff that I already... like, Especially the YouTube gaming channel. I've got to figure out what it's doing right now because it's evolved yeah. over the years. But away from that, like not talking about plans with at that because that's still kind of in the air. Um, I'm looking at this sort of video essay thing. Um, I'm also looking at two very big writing projects over the course of 2024. Um, one, which hopefully there'll be new, more news about that coming out on the podcast more as that becomes more fleshed out, will be a, um, a uh, oh shoot, I just lost the, what are these called? Uh, it's going to be basically a, a long running s- series of chapters released i'm going to be releasing chapters of a story um it's basically i'm writing a fantasy novel but releasing it chapter by chapter there'll be more um information about that coming soon i have nothing to really say about what that's called or what it is yet but that's something that's coming in 2024 um as well as the um short little blurb that we wrote for october actually i'm expanding into a short story to be ready for 
ideally, hopefully, October of 2024 into a much longer thing. Those are both super exciting. So I got um, two big really writing projects, in, yeah. Which is which makes like this as your friend and a fellow creative, really both. It makes me feel really good to hear that because writing's always been such a strong suit of yours. So it's good that you, I think you're in more ways than one that I think about it, um, putting a lot of your creative flow into that. I think that's great, and in different ways. You know, you got this uh, video essay that you're working on, plus these, which is totally different versus these other two things you're working on. So that's really cool, man. That's good. Yeah. What, a what writing intent, like heavy 2024. A very like writing heavy 2024, which is um, both uh, exciting and daunting because write, writing is something I do enjoy doing, but it is also something where um, if all goes well, the plan to like really put substantial works out, for a for as much of an audience as I can reach is a little bit more daunting as opposed to like um, I already do my little poems that I do on my haiku blog right like those shorter pieces of work and they're poems so they're very like subjective and like that kind of thing I'm used to putting out there but much more long form stuff I don't really put out into the wild so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing right. um, I'm looking forward to seeing that happen but it is a more daunting task in and of itself sure yeah i know uh i think you're about to ask and i think i cut you off on accident but you're going to ask me about my 2024 um and yeah it's it's funny because i just said hey i don't want to put you on the spot but what about your 2024 i definitely would have to give it some more thought but just at the top of my head this kind of goes back to kind of i guess really just the overall general work stuff um, back to like the freelance and everything. I really had, I kind of made a decision uh, this year during my freelance exploring where I really want to focus on uh, music composition. Um, I had one single <laughs> gig so far in my career doing um, video game music, but that was such an incredible experience. And my favorite project I've probably ever done, like in the history of ever for me. And just because it's like my two loves coming together. And I, I'm i really putting a focus on that. And I'm not setting any goals because that's a very competitive space, as you can probably imagine. But what I do want to have, what I am kind of wanting to focus on is my presence in that space in 2024. Um because, you know, social media and specifically, right, I have a social media account that I'm slowly kind of growing and building up, and I'm going to put a lot more focus into it. That really focuses just on me and my journey to doing more video game music composition. Um, so that'll get me in more connections with uh, game developers. And, and, you know, I also want to kind of join groups and just kind of be in those circles more. So I think a lot of my 2024 focus is going to be just kind of figuring out that space, figuring out what it means to really be a game music composer um, and really learn if that's really what I want that focus to be after putting a lot of focus into it, if that makes sense. Because sometimes you don't necessarily know exactly what you want to do until you're really kind of thrown into it. So this is the year for me to figure that out, get in those spaces and learn like, yeah, this is definitely the the niche I kind of want to enter in my freelance. Does that make sense? 
I mean, it. I think it makes sense. It's actually weirdly a long time coming because you'll remember this. <laughs> right. A long time ago, I was working on some video games of my of my own. I was playing around in that space, and none of them oh ca- ever gosh. came to to fruition in terms of being in a releasable state of any kind. But I asked you about, or maybe you asked if I was interested, and I said yes or whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting you to do some music for one of the games that I was working on that was like a side scrolling uh-huh. platformer. Where each level you kind of like you were like this tiny little experimental robot dude that like every level you unlocked like a new part that gave you a new mechanic to like go to the next level with. But anyway, you made some mm-hmm. music for that um, game and I don't actually know what I did with it. It's in a file somewhere. Lord knows. Probably on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> right. But um, you made some music for that and that was all the way back in like 20. 13 ish something like that so that's like yeah. 10 years ago so actually this has been a kind of a long time coming for you to like really throw yourself into giving a sh- you know giving a good shot at yeah it's you're right i actually remember that very well i remember i i was heavily 2013 sounds right because at that time i was heavily inspired by minecraft so i gave you like a very minecraft in- inspired song i remember that um and that was actually really fun. And just the idea of not making a song for like your YouTube channel or making it for a video, it was for a game. Even if right. the game never be, be came out or whatever, it was just really cool. Um, in fact, that's kind of a similar thing that happened with my first paid job doing that. This is this is in 2022. Uh, that game is still in production and that, that's kind of in an indefinite state right now, like or in development. It, it's... I think it's actually past development. It's just really more there's some logistic things. And who knows if if it'll ever come out. That's kind of the idea right now. It's a small indie team. But just doing it and seeing a little bit more into that process and working with a developer was such a cool experience. So, yeah, it's a long time coming because of what I did with you and also just because I love video games and I love music. It's similar to VGM Quest. Like, why haven't I done it sooner? I don't know. But it's never too late. Um, and it's just gonna, it's just another creative avenue that I'm really excited to go down. So that's my primary focus on kind of where I want to put a lot of my time when I'm, when I'm not working or doing my other YouTube stuff. I think that's where my third, uh, kind of like amount of time is going to be going to is probably to that stuff. So other than that, I have, I'd have to really get back to you and report back because I haven't really done a whole lot of thinking yet about all the things I want to accomplish in 2024. This is I the t- time to do that thinking right here, live on the podcast. Make promises you don't know you can keep yet. Let's well, you go. know what I actually <laughs> want to do? I was, I was going to bring it up last, um, uh, just a little bit ago. You Last year, I remember yeah. you, 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 we set those goals for each other. Y- and I remember you yep. wanted mine. I can't remember. You wanted know- mine to be the music video. Yeah. And I do have I do have something to report to you on okay. that. Okay. A full script has been made and blocked. Oh. So we got like halfway there. And I was excited to tell you that. And I actually have been sitting on that information for a while. I know exactly how it's gonna look. I know exactly well, it'll could it'll probably change when we actually film it. Um, but we know how it's gonna look, how it's gonna be blocked, the idea, and we know the song that it's gonna be. Um, and it's just a matter of doing it. And I think 2024, here's something I will say, will be 
you know, a, probably a little over a year after my album comes out, but I'm finally going to drop that music video and kind of breathe new life into the album again, hopefully. Well, that's awesome. Because I was going to say, I feel like we both failed each other's challenges because you didn't have a music video out. <laughs> and I didn't, your challenge to me was fairly simple. It was like, it was like, do something that you just haven't done before for your like YouTube or exactly, whatever, like yep. video wise, essentially. And I think my version of that is my video essay that I'm working on now. So of course it's coming in super late as well. So I think it's funny that we're both going to accomplish them, but just late. Not quite yet. <laughs> right. That's cool. And I was, I couldn't remember exactly what I told you. And I thought it was something along those lines, like just kind of spread those, you know, spread your wings a little bit. I would argue that, um, this might be a loose argument, but I'd argue that even just like writing our stories in October kind of was something like that. That was different. Definitely different for me. Yeah. You know, and I know you've written before, obviously, but for what you generally do, at least right now, you know, that's, that's kind of different. Uh, uh, yes, but also it was kind of like, still, it was just extra work put into a podcast yeah. episode, and we've done a podcast episode before. I'm I'm not discounting what you said. Like you're you're right, but at least for me too, because I've written, I don't know. So I I I felt like writing that piece in October, which I think I really loved to doing, and I really love that it was a horror piece because I don't really get to write spooky stuff. So. I had a lot of fun doing it, but stuff like that I've, I've done already before, just not for public eyes. It's usually been for like schoolwork. Like, um, I took a bunch of creative, uh, writing stuff in college. So like I've done similar stuff for school stuff. So I was like, I'm just kind of like using those skills that I've used before, but this time to just write a fun thing for a podcast episode. But I feel like for you, especially that was different for you more than it was for me. Yeah. I get what you're saying too, though. But the nice thing is that both you and I have at least began the processes of doing those new things. So that's true. We should both expect that in 2024, which is really, really exciting. Oh, by the way, in my music video, you are going to be the star. I should have mentioned that part. I'm going to um, be the you star. Will be the lead. Yeah. Well, that, um, that's uh, whew, how far along are you in, in this? This is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm it, coming to Illinois. We're shooting this thing tomorrow. I'm like, oh, and no. I know you don't have a lot of experience in this, but it's going to be a drama uh, role because it's going to be for Gravity Man. So you're going to have to really put on your uh, your sad face. I can do that. I'm just kidding. That's not I can true. be sad. Um, I can uh, I that, can fall into space like I fell into that river in the Caesar movie that we shot. <laughs> you know, let's just take that old footage and then just like <laughs> crop out the water and just make it space instead. Yeah, I That'd think be that, funny. That, that, that actually work. pulling that specifically would be funny. <laughs> Because nobody would know. It's like, is this Weston 15 years ago? <laughs> in, <laughs> in bed sheets? <laughs> and the answer to that is yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, if you are curious, though, uh, before I transition to the next thing here, it is gonna, it's not going to be Gravity Man. It's going to be a conflict of interest. I'm not afraid to say that out loud okay, right Okay, because so that's what be... I was about to ask that. I'm like, is it Gravity Man or are you keeping it secret? Okay, conflict of interest no i feel like i should tell you as much as i do have just because this was a challenge you set for me so it's going to be um conflict of interest because i from a lot of the feedback i've gotten it just sounds like it's going to lend itself kind of the easiest to being a fun music video mainly because it probably most blatantly tells a full cohesive story um other the other songs do but that one just kind of spells it out so it gives us kind of the freedom to 
you know, have me, it, maybe it shows me playing, but then it can also tell that story. We'll, we'll see. There might be a few things changed, but a script is made, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that. Weston, before, we're going to go to a quick break in a second, and we're going to come back and maybe do some trivia. Maybe some 20, well, not 2023 trivia, but some New Year's trivia in general. Okay. Um, but before we head uh, over past the break, is there any other final 2024 or 2023 things you want to share? Um, um, uh, a lot of pressure. I don't, uh, I don't think so. Um, other than ideally, hopefully, by the time this episode is airing, our actual profoundish uh, uh, Patreon ad Patreon, will be inserted yep. shortly. <laughs> it will be. You have my word on that. Okay. Um, yep. Weston was like, oh, he said it, not me. He said it. Okay. I, I said, let's Alex, make Alex edits these. I said, let's make promises we don't know we can keep. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're all for it. Patreon, listen to that ad. We'll be back with some New Year's trivia. Don't go anywhere. Um, but if you do go somewhere, go to the kitchen and get your champagne and your anything else that you part like drink and eat on New Year's Eve. Okay. We'll be back. Hey guys, exciting news. We have just launched our Patreon. So what does that mean for you? Well, for only a dollar a month, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes content from Weston and I, bonus bite-sized podcast episodes, where you'll get the full, unplugged, and unedited Alex and Weston experience, and lastly, an exclusive Q&A, where you'll have the freedom to ask your burning questions, and we will answer them on the podcast. All for just $1 a month. So, if you want to support the show and get these extra goodies, head on over to patreon.com forward slash profoundish. Well, we are back. Weston and I have uh, traded pants and shirts, but kept our underwear the same. It's a New Year's tradition between us. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, I don't know, so. I, yeah, Weston didn't even know that it happened. Yeah, no, I was, it was next. A... It was a whirlwind, and all of a sudden, these clothes don't quite fit just right. But yet, they fit just right. You you know that, that this you know is all I mean? a lie anyway. We don't wear pants during the podcast. I mean... That's actually that's actually in the profoundish lore. We've talked about that. Because yeah, I, I remember asking you, I was like, yeah, do you do you drop your pants after the podcast? And uh, Or no, sorry, after your stream. Because we used to <laughs> stream and then do the podcast. I was like, yeah, I drop those. And you said sometimes they're off even during your streams. Yeah. That's, so, the, that's the episode. About that sometimes I take them off during stream, and you have to like try to guess at what point I lost my pants. <laughs> that goes back to my thing about, hey, man, what if you did a whole podcast panelist and didn't tell anybody? No one would Would the know. energy be different? <laughs> it's really, well it here's my question is the energy of this podcast any different today because i am cuddled up in a blanket you <laughs> i okay you should do something similar to that another time but don't tell me what you're doing and i and just i'm trying to think how we, maybe we could like test it because now i could easily say oh yeah you know you sound a little you sound a little warmer. You sound you sound a little friendlier, right? I could say that, but I have the context. You sound so, so maybe comfy sometime, today. Right. So maybe like another time you should do something different and say, okay, Alex, my attire or what I'm wearing or what I'm not wearing, something's different. Yeah. Right. What do you think <laughs> yeah. it is? Can you tell that I'm you know? wearing gloves today? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely sound like your hands are warmer. <laughs> it's like, what the hell does that mean? Um, 
request. And right here we got some New Year's trivia. This is from antimaximalist.com, oh. everyone's favorite website. I've definitely heard and, of it. And uh, we, uh, we got some New Year's trivia, so I thought we could just go through some of these just for our remaining time just to see what we know. I think it ranges a lot. Uh, some of it's like year stuff. Some of it's like things that were released on New Year's, right? It's, it's pretty loose on what it's about, but it's all about, I think, technically the first, not New Year's Eve. So um, sure. here we go. You ready? Here we go again on our own. On oh, my wait. own. <laughs> I love man, I love when we sing together. <laughs> I want us to sing more in 2024. Like sing together That's, more. Uh, that will be our challenge to each other in 2024 is that we have to write and produce a song, a duet, and then make a music video for it. I don't know Ooh. if the, I don't know if we should go that far. L- logistically, well, that's already pretty true. Well, I mean, we could do me, Earl, and the me, girl. Me, Earl, and the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. <laughs> Actually, dude, we have so many things that's gonna be like that we need to do for uh, merch on our Patreon. Oh me, my Earl, God. and the girl would be a great shirt. Like we have so many jokes that would be perfect for shirts. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Um, Eventually, me, Earl, and the girl. I'd wear that. Eventually, right now, uh, just check out. Profound, the I, profoundest Patreon link will be in the description if you're watching on YouTube. I just want the the Earl shirt to just say Earl with an exclamation mark, no context, just Earl. Oh, so what I was thinking was Earl in the in huge letters. Yeah, but it's um or something like this: little me, big Earl, little and the, and then big girl. Kind of look like that, you know, like Earl and girl are big. <laughs> From from a distance, no one will be able to read the small letters. It'll just look like it says Earl Girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we'll talk. We'll talk. We got we'll some talk. ideas. But here Workshop. is qu- question number one. In what year did the New Year's Eve ball drop for the first time in Times Square? 1947. And I don't have this answer. Is that your answer? I have no idea. How how long has the New Year's ball been happening? Um I feel like it's been happening for a while, though, right? Like, it's like 1947 was not, that's just a number that I just spat out, but it's probably not too far off, right? Like, it's probably been going on for, like, it's not a new thing, right? It's not a new thing. Definitely not a new thing. I believe it was happening quite a while before it, like, for a long time before it was televised. I think, um, and I think it's, has it been like, I'm thinking, has it been a hundred years, right? Like, right. Did they drop the the ball in 1923? Have we had the centennial ball drop? I kind of feel like we have. Does that sound like a thing that has has happened? The centennial ball drop. Is that real or did I just how, make that up? How could it not be, right? Like celebrating, but I don't remember it happening though. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, I mean, I like, um, don't really watch the ball drop. I'll be honest with you. So like, oh, I could have okay. easily okay. missed it. I mean, there's been some that I've seen, but I don't really make a point of seeing it. So I, I might have just okay. missed it. I don't know. See, now I'm starting to think maybe it's not because I do watch every year and I don't remember. You know what? I'm just going to throw a number out there. I'm going to say. I think it's been over 100 years. I'm going to say 1916. That's was, my answer. I'll stick with 1947. I'll, I'll okay. just keep it. I'll stick with it. Holy cow. 1907. Hey, you were close. See, I felt like the centennial ball drop must have happened at some point. 
Right. So that would have that would have been in two thousand seven. So that's in our lifetimes, the centennial ball drop. It is. Dang. Okay. Wow. Um, do we want to keep track here? See if we get any uh, of them right. Neither of us were right, but you were the closest, so I guess point to you. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to say no to a point to me. <laughs> I would never say no um, to a point. <laughs> Tasty. That first part of your noise, you went, <laughs> I thought, okay, well, okay, Weston's a Frenchman now. <laughs> Escargot, um, fromage. I don't know, I don't know where they're going to get this data from, but here we go. Here's question two. What percentage of Americans will make a New Year's resolution? Uh, I, this is a statistic I feel like I've seen before, and it's actually like less than you'd think. But then the whole, like, how many people actually stick with it is, like, exactly what you'd think. It's, like, almost no one. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 50%. What? That sounds low. I know. I feel like fewer people actually bother to make them than you realize. Maybe you're right. Okay. I'm going to shoot a little higher and say 60%. Um, and the answer is, oh my gosh, you were closer. You get a point. It was 45%. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was something like that where it's like not actually very many people do. It's like definitely a talking point. Everyone talks about it, but you always hear about it like on radio or on TV, you know, media where they need to have something to talk about. Right. So it's like they... They talk about, you know, uh, resolutions. Heck, we did it last year on this uh, very podcast. But most people yep. that aren't in media aren't thinking about it. They're like, I'm just going to keep living my life, man. I'm just going to keep doing me. <laughs> That's true. The media and like even just talking with your friends doesn't necessarily represent the, the entire public. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It just, wow. It's just so ingrained during this time of the year that you just kind of assume. So, yeah, that makes sense. Even for me. There's been plenty of years where I haven't set resolutions. I'll talk about it, and then I'll never really, really, like, write it down and try and manifest it and all that stuff. I would just kind of casually think about stuff, you know, so you may not even count that as a resolution. So, yeah, that's totally fair. I get it. I never, like, make my resolutions on January 1st. I usually, like, use January as, like, well, what am I trying to change? And I try to, like, plan it out and plot it out, and I, like, use January to figure out what my resolutions should be. And I don't know why it takes so long to make them because I don't follow through with them at all. So <laughs> it's so tough, man. I mean, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you would in many ways. Um, let's do a few more here. We got number three for approximately, if I can say the word, for approximate, approximately, there we go. How many years have people been celebrating the new year? So I think this is just period. It doesn't mention like Americans. It doesn't, it just says how many people, how many, how, Many years. Well, at least since uh, 1907. At least since 1907. At least since 1907, because that was the ball drop. (laughs) Right. So I don't even quite know. I bet it's been an answer. Well, because like just celebrating the new year. I mean, how long has January 1st been the new year? Like, I bet people. Right have been celebrating like, ha, ah, it's a new year for quite some time, right? I don't know if it was like a holiday necessarily, but I bet people have been celebrating it, right? Do you have a, do you have a number in your head? I'm just going to say 1807. <laughs> 1807, I like it. A hundred years before the ball drop. Why not? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go back farther. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say 1707. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I think okay. back in the 1700s, you know, long before the the very founding of our country. I bet people you know, were saying, you know what? It's the new year. I bet it's even further back. It's going to be like, I'm going to say it's probably 1478, but I'll stick with my number. <laughs> For some reason, there was a lot of confidence in that year. I liked it. I swear to God, um, if it if you say 1478, I'm taking the point. <laughs> well, hell yeah, you should take the point. I am looking at it now, and we're both way off. This answer, at least here, says 4,000 years. So Good how many years Lord. have people been celebrating the new year? It says 4,000 years. When was, was like the... 2000 BC? When was... Um, what's the name of the calendar we use? I'm having a stupid right now. The Gregorian um, calendar. The, uh, when was that, like, established? Not in BC. Of course, then again. <laughs> then again, though, I guess it's just the new year. That could... Right. That could have meant something different 4,000 years ago, obviously, compared to now. Um, and even when it was. So I guess that <laughs> checks out. I mean, we were severely off. The Gregorian calendar um, was instituted by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth in 1582. Right. So that was like a lot of years ago, but not 4,000. Definitely not 4,000. Um, 4,000 is a lot more than I was actually expecting. I mean, it like... Yeah, me too to some degree makes sense because it's like, well, yeah, just a new year, even if it wasn't January, because I forget the history of the calendar, but like months have come and gone and like things have been rearranged over the millennia that mankind has tried to account for time. But like some concept of a year existing has like existed for a long time in the consciousness of people's minds. I mean, for as long as we've been like farming, we've kept track of years at least as long as that right because you right. know food cycles i want to say neither one of us gets a point for that one though since we're we were both thousands of years off <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say yeah, even your fort even your 1473 was still pretty far off it or was whatever 1478 you thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was giving you too much credit by saying 1473 i know five years too much credit um okay this one's a total uh, departure here which famous author known for his romance novel the notebook oh. was born on new year's eve in 1965 what's that guy's name jordan sparks i guess jordan I sparks name that's a name that sounds Is like that a you're... that sounds like a name i've seen or heard somewhere jordan sparks sparky i call that him. is that is a singer it's a uh, female singer Sure. Um, he, uh, he she, it, they also wrote the notebook. <laughs> oh, wow. what a career. <laughs> um, do you have any other, because I do know the name for certain before even clicking on it, I know it. Do you have another guess for, Sparks is right. Do you have a guess for a first name? Oh, it was, it's, uh, I thought, okay. Um, it's not Jordan Sparks. Oh, well, shoot. That's the, that's what my brain wants to believe it is. Is it Norman, Norman Rockwell? No, that's the painter. Um, <laughs> Sparks is right. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of another name. Jordan's and actually, the only one that feels right. Like a Jordan, Jamie, Jacob. I'm just naming other Jingleheimer Schmidt. Jacob Jingleheimer Sparks. His notebook um, was my notebook, too. All right, I'm giving you a, a final shot here. Um, Jeremy. Jeremy Sparks. 
Our Jeremy Sparks. I bet it's Robert. Unfortunately, you're in. It is Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas! Ah, that um, sounds familiar. That sounds right. Old St. Nicholas old Sparks. That's right. Santa wrote the notebook. Um, I, I don't know how I know that name because I never read the books. I mean, it was a huge books, book, and then it was, it was a huge. huge movie. Every woman that has existed yep. at the time that that movie came out has seen it. <laughs> so, like, that's why you know that name. I yep. almost knew that name. I just couldn't remember Nicholas. I was that close. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, all right, so where are we at for points here? Well, I technically, got, one you more. said you knew the answer, but you didn't say it, so I can't confirm that you lied or didn't, so... We're tied one to no, one. No, I knew it. I swear. <laughs> I said it before I looked at the reveal answer button. I swear. I can't. I can, there's no proof of that, Pixar. It didn't happen. I can't. I'll give it to you. You've happen. got two points. I've Thanks. got one. <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you for just the New Year spirit is is strong. Um, okay, let's do a couple more. Sure. This one will be interesting. Who is the woman typically credited with sewing the first ever American flag? Who was born on New Year's Day in 1752? That was that. Um, oh, I know this name. This was uh, someone I did like a little report on in like elementary school. I was going to say I remember learning about this once, like 20 years ago. I feel like it was. <laughs> but the name that's coming to my brain is Betsy Ross. Okay, so that's what I'm going um, with. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I think the name is Retsy Boss. Hey, now, hold so, on. <laughs> hold on a second. Let's find out. Great job. That is it. Betsy Ross. Hey! That's my, like, fourth should... grade, like, character report kicking in. <laughs> wow, good job. Betsy I would not Ross. have... Man. Um, okay, I'm a real American up. patriot, all right? We haven't drank enough to start shouting America, but I'm a real American patriot over here. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um... Let's see. Let let's continue though. You know you're an American patriot, but let's see if we uh, you know your you got more novel knowledge. Ooh. Here we go. What is the science fiction? Oh, I think you'll. Uh, I think we'll both know this. Maybe. What is the science fiction horror novel written by Mary Shelley? Oh, that was first published on New Year's Day in 1818. Well, we both know that. That's Frankenstein. We both know it. Yeah. We both read it, actually, in class together. I don't think I knew it came out on New Year's Day or whatever. You said New Year's Day, right? I don't think I knew that. New Year's Day, yeah. Me neither. All, you know what's funny about that book? I remember, I remember thinking the book was pretty good, except I got bored in the middle. It's been a long time, so forgive me if I get some information wrong, if anyone here listening is like a huge like Frankenstein fan, but um, remember when he, he escaped and he like found like somebody took him into his home. Well, he was like just Frankenstein's like, monster. He was like living and, like underneath those people's home or something like that. Like he snuck okay. in. They didn't really take him I, in. <laughs> well, I remember at one point they discover him there and like he tells them his story. Yeah. And his story takes like three chapters or something. There's and like so many stories I, inside of stories in that one because the whole novel is actually taking place from the point of view of a ship captain that discovers Dr. Frankenstein right. who tells his story, which eventually gets to Frankenstein's monster who tells his story. And so you're like stories right. inside stories inside stories. Right. It uh it continues on, but hey, we both got that one though. Yeah. So that's cool. 
Um, all right. We'll do... Like a couple more. How are we doing on time? Like another... Uh, I don't know. More. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we do a couple more. Why not? Yeah, 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 so let's do this one. Okay. Uh, from books to underwear. Oh. Which country has a tradition of wearing red underwear on New Year's Eve? Denmark. Is that a real? Like you sounded confident. I have no idea where to start here. I'm, it's um, the first country that came to mind. This is what. Okay. This first, is how, why this, does it fit though? This, oh, because they make really good underwear. Like that just fits. It just it fits so well to me. It that fits I feel so like it snug. can't be any other place. Like underwear. Um, <laughs> Wow. I don't. I don't Let know. Me... I bet it's not. I bet it's like literally Spain, and it has something to do with the running of the bulls or something. You know, bulls red. I oh, don't know. It's probably something like that. I don't know why Denmark is the first thing my brain went to, but I'll I'll, I'll stick with hmm. Denmark since my that's that's where I went. I mean that 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 just sounds. Oops, that just sounds so right. But I don't want to pick like the same answer as you. So I'm trying to think of like another. <laughs> country okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say norway okay so still going with that Isn't sort the, of north yeah. european okay i was thinking of something at least somewhere close by i bet it's but, like okay. argentina um, like literally the other side of the world <laughs> well it is italy oh okay apparently Okay. I wasn't too far off with spain I mean, there's like some distance there but like the romance portion of europe so right. It's not too far off. Yeah. I, I'd like to know why. I wish you would give us the answer as to why. Like, where did that tradition start? I don't know. But like, if the I'm with wearing like red underwear, I don't know. I can't think of anything culturally, but I'm sure there's something. And I also wonder are they wearing the red underwear like on the outside? Or is it just one of those things? It's, it's like St. Patty's Day here in the States, and it's like, are you wearing green? It's like, I'll pinch you if you don't. It's like, do you have to like show people you're wearing red underwear and you get pinched or, you know, I just wonder like you get what pinched the, in the butt cheeks. how it actually, <laughs> you get pinched in the butt cheek. <laughs> I'll pinch your cheeks. Uh, well, that's kind of like even I in think... America, uh, most of the time, like when we think of stockings, they're like the red stockings. So that's like red socks that we hang up on a chimney, essentially. Yeah, actually. If you think about it. Hmm. Um... All right, I'm actually going to skip through a couple questions here just to find, because a lot of these aren't really interesting. I'm trying to find a quick, interesting one. Yeah, we're tied three to three um, right now. We are tied. Ooh, okay, this is fun, and I think we may have different answers. So, and All right, here's our last question for our, our New Year's trivia. Denmark. What is... I don't know if you want to keep that <laughs> answer. <laughs> um, what is the most popular drink consumed on New Year's Eve? Now, I'm going to... I'm going to assume that it's kind of specific. Huh. Well, because you'd think it would be champagne. Is what right. you'd think, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, unless it's kind of one of those things where people are like, well, actually, it's uh, rosado wine. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, right. Or like sparkling grape juice. That's what we used to do as kids, you know, mm. instead of champagne. I still like that. I still like that stuff. You would think it would be champagne. You thought we were going to have different answers, though. I'm curious, because if I say champagne, what are you thinking? Is Are you not thinking champagne? Well, I, I am thinking champagne, but because I'm thinking it, I, I actually think it's something like beer. 
like I feel like more people are probably drinking beer than drinking champagne. Beer is very accessible, right? You're drinking beer throughout the night before. Because I feel, for me, the champagne's out when it hits New Year. But I'm drinking for the last four hours. Maybe. And I'm not going to be drinking champagne the whole time. So I think, just just in general, there's probably more beer out there consumed than, than champagne. It's, I don't know. It's probably going like to be... It's probably going to be something like super corporate. It's like, it's Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, I hope not. This is going to be well, super corporate. It's a soda yeah. because everyone drinks soda. Well, guess what? I shouldn't have overthought this because the answer is champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like wrapping my head around this. I'm like, surely like the one time a year where everyone unanimous, unanimously agrees is when is like the time to have champagne is New Year. I just, I just feel like, I guess you know, all, you know what this really says is, is what is the most popular drink? I guess I should have read it because if it were maybe the most consumed by ounce or something, I bet you it would be like beer. Because I see what I you're saying. I still don't think it would be champagne. Yeah, because I see what you you're know saying. What I mean? Where you're, you just kind of like pop the champagne right, you know, when midnight drops or whatever. You might not be consuming it all day. So I see what you're saying, and that's right. a good point. But. But yeah, most popular drink consumed on New Year's Eve is champagne. All right, well, I uh, I didn't outsmart this question like I thought I would. So, Weston, <laughs> you are the champion. I am the of champion New of trivia. New Year's trivia. Betsy Ross, everybody. I think that's the one that saved me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Betsy Ross saved my life. <laughs> uh, who'd have thought, huh? I say, too bad who'd Jordan Sparks couldn't be there for me. <laughs> Jordan Sparks, uh, if you're uh, wanting to hop onto the show, we'd love to have a guest. Yeah, sure. I don't um, know who you are. Or Nicholas Sparks, for that matter. I thought you wrote The Notebook. <laughs> no, you wrote some hit in 2008. <laughs> what was? <laughs> what I did remember. Jordan Sparks do? Uh, I'm going to look this up. Who's Jordan Sparks? Yeah, look it up. I'm looking. Jordan Sparks. I think she was an American Idol winner. I don't think I spelled Jordan right. It's Jordan with an I. American singer and oh, actress rose to fame in 2007 after winning the sixth season of American Idol at age 17. She's 33 wow. now. Is she single? I can't find that. And <laughs> <laughs> the Google at the bottom says, yes, Weston, comma, she's single. <laughs> yes. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a oh, chance. Oh, she's saying no air. I know who this is now. Okay. Da, 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 no air. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, how can I breathe with no, no air? Air. Yeah. air. Okay, that's why I know this that was name. That a good song. Because I knew that song. Okay. Are there any other, other big ones that you know that are listed what? there, or is that the big one? That's the big one, but One Step at a Time, I've heard. Tattoo, I've heard. One Step at a Time. Oh, yeah. You on my heart just like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. she was actually yeah, so there was- kind of big for yeah. 2007, just specifically. She's done other stuff, but those are the big ones. <laughs> with with a few exceptions, that's kind of the American Idol artist curse. You know, they uh, they they flash. They in have the pan. that one big year after they win, flash in the pan, then they're done. Usually, the bigger artists are the ones that don't don't win, win yeah. and they have, but they still have that like popularity, and they can kind of pick and choose. Well, not pick and choose, but they probably have more options with like labels and deals and stuff, and maybe they have a little more freedom with what they want to do and. Um, like I think a great example is like I'm pretty sure Carrie Underwood did not win. I could be wrong. I think Carrie Underwood think is won. like the one of the exceptions. I think she won. 
or did she win? Okay, well, I have another example in the can. It's uh, Daughtry. Chris Daughtry had a big career for a long time, um, and he didn't win. I do know that. Also, Kelly Clarkson, I think, didn't win. I think she got second place. Carrie Underwood and Justin, whatever. won the fourth season, got so first. she was a winner. Okay. Kelly Clarkson. I don't I think remember. she got second. She came to fame after winning the first season. She won the <laughs> first season. She was a winner. My point. I'm not able to prove my point well, right there, now. I know Daughtry didn't win. There was. Um, there's more. There was. Uh, what were the two Davids? David Archuleta and David something else. There were two Davids on David one season. Cross or something. And it was the second. Not David Cross. It was the second placer that ended up with a bigger career because the first David ended up having like more of a rock career that didn't like you know wasn't as big. Like he did fine, but like. I, you know, I know another two is a uh, Clay Aiken and Ruben Studdard. Ruben Studdard won, but Clay Aiken had the much bigger career. David Cook, so there's one. I think is the name I was looking for. David Cook, yeah, he, right, David yeah. Cook was the winner of 2008, but Archuleta kind of ended up with the bigger career. The bigger career, yeah. It's so funny how that works. But that's for our American Idol episode uh, next time. <laughs> you right, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know what that Weston, means yet. No, <laughs> no, no, but I'm giggling because I'm trying to think about what it could mean, and I have to go back in my memory. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm over here. Yoo-hoo. Oh, I'm well, waving. Go, go tell them hi. Hey, it's me. I have hey. a website um, where uh, if you want to keep up with all the things that I do and possibly those things that I might be doing in the future that I mentioned... So check out my website, westonhasty.com. My it's it's a landing page. It's got links to all the things I do. Um, in particular, I do a lot of gaming um, on my gaming YouTube channel called Magic Man Mo. If you want to like come hang out, maybe catch a stream, watch a video. If you're into that kind of thing, I do some light uh, poetry blogging over on hastilymadedecision.com. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for those uh, future projects I'm working on. There'll be more announcements here as we go. Look forward to those because I know they're going to be really good folks. On my side, you can now check me out at alexducat.net. Um, everything I do is there. Um, the biggest thing that I do want to plug, though, today, since it's right around the time it'll be releasing, is my uh, newest VGM Quest video. So if you're into video game music, retrospectives, learning a little bit, and celebrating some awesome video game music, go check out VGM Quest and go sub over there. I'm, it's kind of a passion project, and this really would mean a lot if you check it out. So... Profoundish, however, you're already listening to it where you're listening to it, but did you know it's also available on insert other platform of choice? Meaning <laughs> Spotify, Apple, YouTube, uh, there's a couple weird podcast places that's available as well. So yeah. anywhere you're at on those places, um, feel free to, if you haven't already, leave a rating or leave a review. Those really help get our show out to new new ears, and that would mean a whole lot. Also, uh Feel free to check out our social media presence. Um, we've got a uh, uh, couple places you can do it. You can do it TikTok, at ProfoundishPod. We're still on Twitter. I say still. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> off Twitter, so I say we're still on there. But it's like, no, we're just we're on Twitter, X. Yep. We're on Instagram. You're going to say something? No, I was just saying, yep, I'm over there on Twitter in charge oh. of it. I'm the Twitter guy. <laughs> He, he's kind of the Twitter slash, slash social media guy for the most part. So go check out our stuff there. There's sometimes, if you're new to the show, if you go to those uh, pages as well, we have little clips of some of our old episodes. You can kind of get a little taste of some kind of 
cutesy little things we, we, we've joked about over our past year and a half of doing the show. Then also, as we mentioned before, go check out our Patreon. Show us some support there. You get you might get a couple kind of cute little perks if you go check out that site. It would mean a whole lot if you supported yeah. the show. Yeah, we're at the um, point where I it's think- um, early enough that you can kind of, if you are if you get in early, you might kind of help... Um, direct exactly what we end up putting yes. over there because you'll you know you'll have input and you know you'll be one of the first ones so we're building this from exactly. the ground yeah in other words we will do whatever you ask no questions asked <laughs> yeah maybe th- we- we'll shoot that mythical no pants episode over <laughs> on patreon it's the <laughs> profoundish no, be- after dark episode <laughs> it'd be so funny like we we promote that a lot like hey join us on patreon and you will get you know the no pants episode and it's still just audio it's just audio <laughs> you just get to have the knowledge that it's pantsless <laughs> oh that's funny um that's all though we've overstayed our welcome enjoy your 2024 if you'd like to feel free to share your either your favorite moments of 23 or what you're looking forward to in 24 we'd love to hear that um, and continue the conversation. But for now, we're going to head out. And for the final 2023 goodbye. Well, before we go, Happy New Year. Oh, oh. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, we we never said it, did we? Happy New Year. And now finally. And now. All, all right. right.